This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is May the 20th, 2020. Strong hand, buy and hold, golden age of the 2020s. Having hype. Oh, yeah, we can still hype it. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Five-digit round. Compete, don't complain. I'm offended by selling. Don't FOMO on alts. Hey, hello, my elite friends. I'm doing this show a little bit differently uh, today, going old school on you, just going live out of the blue and checking out this way of recording everything. We'll see if it makes a difference. Uh, remember, this Friday, 1.30 p.m., Juan Galt, GG, Guy Swan, This Week in Bitcoin, 1.30 p.m., New York time. Uh, and of course, check out This Week in Bitcoin that's already passed uh, at disruptmeister.com. Kyle Kemper, uh, Phil Geiger, and Adam Palmore were on. But again, that's the past, disruptmeister.com. The future, this Friday, 1.30 p.m. Baltimore time. It's going to be a, a good time. All right. So speaking about afternoons, <laughs> uh, my, my sleep pattern, I, I sleep eight hours, but I've been waking up really late because I've been going to sleep really late. So I wake up and I see the price of Bitcoin. I looked at the chart and I see, well, there was something weird happened. What, what, what could happen? What, what could have caused something like this? Well, apparently some old Bitcoin moved around. And immediately, like clockwork, people start spazzing out, saying it's Satoshi. Satoshi moved some coins. And it just, the, the panic around Satoshi, the hysteria around Satoshi uh, among the weak hands, it's, it's, it's a centralized uh, manufactured weakness of Bitcoin. Now, I, I mean, it, it doesn't, you know, it's not a weakness of the code of Bitcoin, it, but this, it's centralized FUD and it seems to work and it is so unproductive. It's so unproductive. People immediately hear a rumor about Satoshi. It can be something that is somewhat substantial like this, 50 Bitcoin removed, or like some random dude in Europe says he's Satoshi. And the news spreads like wildfire. It, it, it works every time. People start emailing me about it. No one has patience when it comes to this. No one has patience when it comes to this. They immediately start worrying. The speculators start selling. Other people start panicking. The price goes down. It's every time. It's unbelievable. People aren't used to it yet. I don't know. I don't know why. Um, but it's in it. So and some people who have stronger hands, they start worrying about it. They start writing about it. All the Coin desk and Coin Telegraph headline after headline after headline. Everybody and their mother, eighty percent of video makers, starts making videos about it. Puts it in the title. Satoshi moved his coins. And how much productive time is wasted on this? It, it is my question. And it's over and over and over again. These are the lessons you can take out of this. Okay. If you see a headline like this, something Satoshi related. Okay. You. Take a few steps back and say, you know what? I'm not going to rush to judgment here. I'm not going to do something impulsive after one second of hearing about this. I'm going to let 
six hours, eight hours, 12 hours pass by and see you know, how it develops. Okay. See how it develops. Take a long-term approach to things. Uh, you can go. I often quote, I quote a lot of people on, on here. Okay. I go to a lot of Twitter feeds. I mentioned Nick Carter, Matt O'Dell, how many other, uh, a tour de Meester. So many, you guys watch the show, you're regulars. Go to one of those feeds, okay? After an hour or two or three or four have passed and see what they have to say. And here, look at this. Uh, Whale Panda, here, here. This has been confirmed as not Satoshi address by multiple people. But if you could please continue your panic selling so I can buy lower, that would be appreciated, okay? So he, he was already talking about it. Nick Carter was talking about how this was noise and, you know, calm down and it's not, it's not Satoshi's coins. So, I mean, it, it is interesting to see how possibly uh, the, the market would react if something very unpredictable like that happened uh, involving if Satoshi's coins moved. It is not – if Satoshi's coins really moved, if they really moved, uh, that would not be positive for the price of Bitcoin in the short term. I, I think we've seen that. There have been enough experiments and threats of that, uh, empty threats of that, to see, to see. Okay. No, it's it's not good when because that makes Satoshi one step closer to being known or one step closer to being alive. If that actually, and that's that's not a positive for Bitcoin. One of the positive things about Bitcoin is the founder is it can't be black now. The founder is probably dead. The founder is going to dump a, a bunch of coins. Now, if anything like that eventually did happen, it would not be the end of Bitcoin. It would not be some technical horrible thing like you know Bitcoin could be hacked. This. I'm just the likelihood of those things happening are so low, but it seems like everyone, their worries are centralized around that or just anything around Satoshi, anything around Satoshi that can conjure up the mildest of worries people are fixated on. And so it is a centralized aspect of an unnatural. You can avoid it totally just by being a long-term thinker and being a calm person and by doing your own research. Uh, but, but for the, for the masses out there who get into Bitcoin, they it, it, it's just something people are obsessed around. And as I said, just when the net, when the, this is going to happen again, this is going to happen again. Some unfounded rumor about Satoshi or his coins will come out. You just go on Twitter instead of cursing at people at Twitter and getting into these uh, you know Inquisition battles. Use it as a place to learn. Okay. And you go to people's feeds who are smart when a story like this breaks and you read it. You don't read the first spastic article that's out on Cointelegraph, the, the first clickbait. You don't go crazy about the first clickbait video out there, okay? I mean, I don't see how per people have not learned lesson yet. That so much in this space revolves around clickbait and headline grabbing. I mean, you could say that about life. Life in general uh, is a bit – but. But come on, we're, we're one, we should be one step ahead of regular life here. Don't fall for the nonsense. When, when, head, when big, big headlines, you need real – big headlines should have big proof, and they rarely, rarely do. 
So you just go to the Nick Carters of the world and hey, Please, I, I, I love I love people contacting me about stuff. I, I, I have no problem with people DMing me and, and sending me emails. But come on, guys. You're not you don't know what my reaction is gonna be to something like this by now. I mean people, what is this, Adam? Oh come on now. Come on. Just uh, all right, pound that like button, everybody. Um if you got questions, I got answers. Uh someone says your hair is looking great. My hair's looking horrible, dude. Oh, man. All right. But thank you. Thank you for the compliment. Hello from Baltimore, Candyman. You know, we used to, um, that was a, the Candyman was a song by uh, Sam, Sammy Davis Jr. And we liked that in my family because, again, my grandfather uh, founded a business. Uh, it was a vending company. So they sold uh, candy and uh, my mother's father, uh, they sold candy and soda. So, uh, we like that song, Candyman. We would think of my, my grandfather, and uh, that became that's, it was a it was a family business. It was started on my my mom's side. So my grandmother, who's still alive, worked there. My grandfather, my uncle, my father uh, continued the vending business uh, uh, for a while. So when I when I see that name, I think and I don't. I used to eat candy. I never drank soda, uh, but I did play video games. They they had um, at one time they were. I didn't smoke cigarettes. They had cigarette machines at one point. We're going to talk, you know, they, we we're talking about Atari, which is funny because back in the, when that, when that vending company was much younger, uh, they, they had video games apparently, you know, in the eighties. Uh, so they, they dealt with Atari. So I like to see, we'll, we'll, we'll tie in Atari to this right now. Uh, what is, what you going to do when the hedge funds dump all over you? Well, the hedge funds don't even own anything yet, man. If you watched yesterday's show, You'll see that uh, that most that the, the institutions are are hardly here at all. If you want to call a hedge fund an institution, is that no? So there there's eventually um, they're going to buy a lot, and they will dump in the future. So your question is, Adam, what are you going to do when Bitcoin is in the six digit realm and it's a hundred thousand dollars, and a bunch of institutions uh, and hedge funds, whatever you want to call it, uh, dump and it falls to sixty thousand dollars? I'll just keep holding my Bitcoin. I mean, because it's always returns to its all-time high. So it'll just be one day closer to its all-time high like it is now. So those things don't, don't phase me at all because you, you see this is – the mentality here is uh, people don't understand there's a day after tomorrow. People don't understand that or they don't – I mean they should understand that. But they, they'll predict something so dire and scary. And yes, there are going to be huge price drop days in Bitcoin. And then every time it returns to its all-time high eventually, you just have the patience. But the, certain people don't, and they like to they like to spread FUD. And that's part of this Satoshi thing also. It's just some people get off. They're no coiners. They their their whole uh, what they do in this ecosystem. Um, their role in the ecosystem is just to spread FUD. There are actually people, and and, and that's annoying. It's, it's annoying that there are people like that that act, that exist in the ecosystem, perhaps like you. All their, their only job job is to uh, spread FUD. And what bothers me uh, is that all these people fall for it, that they're falling for nonsense. So these little jokers out there that love to spread FUD, these trolls, I mean, they actually – they it works. <laughs> it works. I mean – Coindesk, Cointelegraph, they write headlines about what these trolls spread. 
And uh, and then there are the more, I mean, then there are people that actually sell on the news that are just trying to manipulate it. But this is where the big boys play. We, we have to deal with all this stuff. We have to deal with all this. Uh, someone said, Jeff says, I think rich, and I can't say the word, he calls them a name, are going to pump and dump Bitcoin for years. There will be dips. Yes, yes. Jeff, that's 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 a good thing to say there. Um, that rich people and institutions or whatever, they're going to try to manipulate it for years, forever. There's no rules against there are no rules against it. If you're in this space, this is where the big boys play. You got to you have to deal with things like that. You just have to. That's part of Bitcoin's life, and a lot of people can't deal with it. They panic sell, and they just get obsessed with nonsense stories. And it wastes their time. Instead of instead of worrying every time about Satoshi moving coins or who Satoshi is and, and just saying, oh, maybe I shouldn't buy now and maybe I should sell now, learn about other aspects of Bitcoin, <laughs> real aspects of Bitcoin, technical aspects of Bitcoin, crypto dividends, ways to get more Bitcoin. How are you going to get more Bitcoin? Don't worry about um, what happened. Why did some old coins move? Okay. All right. And, and, and don't... And don't scapegoat. Don't say, I don't want to get into Bitcoin because there are rich people in it that can try to manipulate it. That It should be a challenge to you. Can you have a strong enough hand that you can make it through rich people dumping their Bitcoin or speculators dumping their Bitcoin on fake news like we had today? Can you get through that? And I can. <laughs> I mean, I've never, I've never sold a Bitcoin for fiat. All right. So, uh, uh Yes, Nick Nick Carter has good tweets on this. Yes, so that's I'm going to read his tweet right now. I'm going to read what he said. That's what people should have done right away if they were worried. Like, well, go to someone like Nick Carter, and you you won't be worried at all. Uh, he says, uh, "Okay, there are so many reactionary people." He's not a reactionary people he, 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 person. He didn't get emotional. He took his time. There's actually a lot more debate about the Satoshi coins than people are generally aware of. The way it's reported in the press, you think there was a single gigantic wallet ascribed to Satoshi. In practice, there's significantly more uncertainty over the addresses. Okay. Very good. That calms people down and it's logical. Um, so pound that like button. We're going to talk about the mempool being crowded. A lot of people like the FUD over that. Now, when I see that the mempool is crowded, and I actually have seen that the mempool was crowded, um, you know, as I as time goes by, I get more and more Bitcoin. You trade your you 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 change your uh, crypto dividends into Bitcoin. If you you get free Steam or or Hive, you turn that into Bitcoin. So you why you would buy any of those things is beyond me. Uh, but when I get, uh, you know, I get free things every once in a while. I get free altcoins, so I turn them into Bitcoin. Um, and I noticed that, uh, yeah, it was the mempool was crowded, and that fees were up, and it took a while to move the Bitcoin. Uh, but for me, and there is an article here in Decrypt.co that says that talks about this. It says since the having, it's been crowded. People have been moving Bitcoin using, you can say using it, you can say whatever, but it, that, that, that's a positive. More and more people, so but people are going to use it as a FUD saying uh, fees are too high. Fees are too high. They're not, they're higher than they were before. 
and they're going to get higher and it's going to get crowded. And it's But if you want things to move fast, if you really got to move that Bitcoin, then you're going to pay more. You're going to pay for like me. I just I was in no rush and it took a few hours or whatever to, to move. And that was it's no big deal to me. I didn't need it. I wasn't buying coffee with it. <laughs> Who the heck buys coffee uh, with regular Bitcoin? OK. I don't know. I mean, that's what the Lightning Network is for, all right? Who's using that now? I mean, still, I've said this a million times. There's People are asking me, when is there going to be mainstream adoption? Well, what is mainstream adoption for you? Does that mean like people are buying small coffee with Bitcoin? I mean, I don't really care when that happens. Uh, Because right now, compared to 2016, it's much more mainstream, okay? Bitcoin is much more mainstream. Um, the more, more people in the mainstream definitely know what it is and definitely hold it. Are they buying coffee with it? No. But uh, in, in 2024, same thing. I can tell you, it'll be a lot more people that are handling Bitcoin than are currently. Will they be buying coffee with it? Will Lightning Network be very popular by then? I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, I'm not a Lightning Network freak. A lot of you uh, think it's very, very, very important that uh, one that you go outside and you can go to a coffee shop and see uh, things priced in Bitcoin. And so you can give away your precious Bitcoin on the Lightning Network to get coffee. Okay, that's that's your prerogative. This is where the big boys play. So we can have people like that. And we can have people like me who understand uh, what savings get you. It gets you uh, in the long run. And what a store of value is. And uh, the importance of uh, having uh, value that cannot be stolen by uh, a private entity or a government or et cetera, et cetera. All right, so mem- spaz out on the mempool if you want to, uh, or you can just wait till the weekends to, to move things too. Usually uh, it's not as crowded on the weekends and cheap. All right, you can retweet me. There's but link to below it says retweet Adam outside. Uh, it's pretty funny. I'm in front in front of a homeless person's tent, and there's another one of a a robot going by me. Also go to Reddit. You can upvote something at Reddit that involves my uh, old website. And I, I wanted to say from, we, I, I brought up, a, well, speaking of my, my, not my old, my old, uh, my original YouTube channel. You're watching me on the backup channel right now. We're, <laughs> but, uh, I, and I spoke about this, how I am on, people are listening to this right now. Uh, because of Anchor, I put all these shows in podcast form. You can go to sportsmeister.com and plenty of old shows there. Anchor is actually owned by Spotify. So I mentioned Joe Rogan going over to Spotify and how that might – that could hurt YouTube. If enough uh, – well, he's taking all of his viewers from YouTube over to there. But other people could follow him and be like, oh, well, I want to be on Spotify now because Joe's on there. And I'm, so I'm going to benefit uh, from this is, is what my point is. I'm already on Anchor. So I'm already on Spotify because I'm, I'm part of Joe Rogan's team. So, for again, for the people who are frustrated with YouTube, and I can understand why you're, you're frustrated, learn about podcasts. Go to Spotify. Go to Anchor. If you create your own YouTubes, it's easy to, to change them over to podcast form and go, and, and go over there. And that's – that's slapping YouTube a little bit, okay? And definitely listen to stuff over there. Uh, and hey, it, it, it takes away hours spent on YouTube and they will notice it and perhaps they will become more responsible that way. Compete, don't complain. I like it. And Spotify and Joe Rogan are doing, are, are, are amping up the, uh, 
the competition there. So very good. And uh, my, my to tell you the truth, this week that has just passed by was my most popular podcast week ever. Okay, more people viewed listen to my podcast than ever this than any other week. So uh, perhaps it's coincidence. Who knows? Uh, so Atari. I can't believe I, I, I should have said this beforehand. Uh, Atari, which made video games in the 80s or something, um, and the Litecoin Foundation have partnered up. I, I get an email from the Litecoin Foundation. This is, I mean, is this 1985? I mean, what's going on here? The Litecoin Foundation announced today a multifaceted partnership with Atari, um, one of the world's most iconic consumer brands and entertainment producers. The partnership between Atari and Litecoin Foundation will extend into multiple areas to include the use of Litecoin across gaming platforms with the Atari uh, within the Atari ecosystem, along with other potential ventures such as joint merchandising. They, they have an Atari coin that's coming out, Atari chain. I linked to that also. So, so basically, Litecoin saying, hey, you can buy Atari stuff with Litecoin. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm no gamer. Isn't is Atari even a major player or a medium-sized player in, in this market? Are they just are they? I mean, I would think uh, Litecoin Foundation could buy Atari one day. I, I don't know. Seems like they're going in different directions. I'm I'm no expert, um, but it, it was it's. It's a way to get their name out there, Litecoin to get its name out there. And these altcoins, which are centralized, this one's centralized around a foundation a little bit. Uh, they got to market them. Some, they got to market somehow. So this is kind of unique. I, I wouldn't pick Atari as a partner. And they're selling Atari coins at Atari. And you can use Litecoin to buy it. Why would you want Atari coin? <sighs> I, I don't know. I don't know. But hey, Litecoin freaks are happy that I mentioned uh Litecoin. And uh, again, B Bitcoin does not have partnerships with uh, private uh, groups. Okay. Private in private entities can use Bitcoin and can say it's their official coin. That's awesome. But uh, there's no, uh, Bitcoin doesn't uh, issue press releases. This is just, uh, Litecoin is a different animal. So uh, that's, that's a I, wacky email that I got there. And something I also, I forgot to say yesterday, when I was talking about DeFi, I've said this before, but on the Ethereum side of things, DeFi is definitely, definitely uh, the next ICO. There's just, and I've, so many people are going to build stuff with Ethereum that might not even be really DeFi. They're just going to call it DeFi, say, hey, buy my DeFi related coin token. Uh, give me your Ethereum. I will give you more Ethereum. Uh, use my platform. It's going to be big. It's going to be big. And entities, big entities are going to lose a lot of money on it. Remember, people are saying, oh, millionaires come in here and they, they manipulate things and companies come into the space and they manipulate things. Well, they also do real stupid things and buy Atari coin <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. So uh, it, it goes both ways. It goes, it goes both ways. And uh, so they, they'll help pump. They will help pump DeFi also. Do not be part of the herd and say, ooh, this big entity bought a bunch of DeFi. They're a brand name uh, group. I better get in on the DeFi craze too. No, what you do at that point, you take a few steps back before you start to gamble on DeFi. You 
you rewind, you go back to 2017 and you see how someone just like you was saying the same stuff about ICOs and look what it, what it got. All right. Let's, uh, I'm going to end the show in a second. I'm going to, thanks a lot, everybody. I'm going to see if there are any other questions over here. Um, fitting in is overrated. I'll tell you that. Did Satoshi move? <laughs> no, Titan boss Satoshi didn't move. Uh, it's, did you, <laughs> Titan boss, did you miss the beginning of the show? <laughs> I don't know. Are you just trying to be funny? Uh, he's asking if Satoshi moved the coins. Uh, no, they weren't. They weren't Satoshi coins. Uh, all right, dudes. Uh, uh, oh yeah. But you know, fried, put fried, put pork chop says something here. He says, you were saying the guy who originally got you into podcasts originally was a crazy conspiracy theorist. You ended uh, your friendship with anyone we may know about. Well, I will say, I I'm going to say one thing. He was right about podcasts. He was right about, I, I can admit when I'm wrong. When he told me about podcasts, he's like, this is, it's going to compete with YouTube. It, you got to get on it now. And he got, he got me onto podcasts originally. Um, and I, I didn't believe it for the longest time. And then when he said something in this very chat that was totally insane, I, I couldn't stand for it. I mean, he had done some other things that were kind of sketchy that were conspiracy oriented. And when he said something in this chat that was just totally insane, I said, dude, I can't do business with you anymore. You're not making any money off of me. I was, I stand for something. And what he said, I couldn't, I couldn't take, you know, just, you can't deal with someone like this. And we went our, we went our separate ways. Um, but I, but I can admit when I was wrong, I was right to go my separate ways with him. I was wrong about uh, the podcast in terms of competing with YouTube. He was right about that. Um, but his conspiracy stuff was nuts. Uh, and so, and then it took me a few months to, after that, those podcasts ended that he did, uh, it took me more than a few months, nine months or so, just to go to Anchor because Anchor made it easy. There was no easy option before that. He was making it easy for me, but I couldn't do what he was doing. I didn't have time to do it. So Anchor, which is awesome, makes it so easy to do your own podcast. So from everything that I just said, you should be able to actually figure out who this person is. I'm not saying his name. He's not. He's a behind-the-scenes person. But he was, he's been on my show before. Um, I gave him a chance to be on my show. No one else did. Um, but, of course, those shows were on my uh, original channel. And you, right now, the YouTube has, uh, has taken that channel down. So uh, who cares who it, who it was? But I'm willing to very much admit when I'm wrong. And I was wrong about uh, in 2018. Definitely. He was right. I was wrong. So uh, you should be able to uh, you know, admit when you're wrong. So that's what I just did. Pound that like button. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video, check out the links below, and uh, follow me on Twitter, TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. And yeah, let me give a, a shout out to Jim here, BitPiggies. Okay, bye.